new court filings in the Daybell Vallo murder case. The prosecutor wants a hearing to discuss the cost of bringing in a sequestered jury versus moving the trial to Ada County. John Pryor, counsel for Chad Daybell, files a voluminous motion asking for a hearing involving a mess Lori Vallow made. Just a reminder that this case is about Tylee and JJ and Tammy, and no legal shenanigans will ever change that. Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey Katie. Hello. How's it going? Good, I love that intro. Thank you. Bring it back home to what's actually, you know, the crux of the matter. Yes, important reminder in the Daybell Vallow case is that this is really for justice for the victims. Yeah. Because it gets way out there, and it's going to get even further out there. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. And we go gladly with it, because it's very entertaining and also educational. It is. I've learned more about the legal system from this case than I think anything else I've ever done. And being I a think social a lot worker, sitting in court that. with people. And yeah, yeah, it that part of it is interesting. And certainly, I want to see justice in it. But yeah, sometimes I feel like we got to remember why we're here when it comes to that case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get started, because there are all kinds of updates in this case, we Mm -hmm. do need to have a word from our sponsor. Support for True Crime Paranormal is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in below the waist grooming and hygiene. Ladies, listen up. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your man's jewels. For any woman out there who has come across a hairy bush, you're now in luck. Manscaped, the best in men's below the waist grooming, have just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Make sure your man joins the two men, two million men worldwide who already trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code True Crime Paranormal at Manscaped.com. A Redditor shared recently. A rather harrowing tale. He said, I got sick of shaving, so I decided to use Nair down there. It was your first mistake, buddy. He said, I'm in the shower, having enjoyed some marijuana beforehand, and rubbed the lotion all over my junk. It was a great shower, good steam, and I had a shower beer with me. As you do, I guess. I lost track of time and left the hair remover on for 20 minutes. Had some first-degree burns everywhere. I bet he could have used the lawnmower 4.0, including light. You know, to get through all that steam in the shower. Great idea. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TrueCrimeParanormal at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code True Crime Paranormal. Experience premium grooming with Manscaped. Haven't we all learned the Nair uh, lesson? Oh, God. Ow! Ow Nair. on your legs, okay? 
And so, oh, and your armpits. Oh, yeah. So any other more sensitive areas? Stupid. Stupid, stupid. Yeah. yeah. So highly not recommended. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, however, we have some other interesting news to share. So yes. why don't you tell us a little bit about what the prosecutors in the Vallo Daybell case have filed? Okay. So you'll remember that a couple of weeks ago, we live streamed a hearing. Uh, you probably can't forget it, but... Uh, it was a belligerent turd circus, as usual. Yes, it was. That is definitely what it was. And it was, you know, in the Daybell Vallow matter, trying to argue whether or not they should change venue. And at that time, the prosecutor had been kind of throwing around the idea that what if we don't change venue and we do sequester here in Fremont County. And the judge was like, well, I would really have to see a lot uh, uh, more data on that so that I could see how that would weigh out, you know, cost wise. Cause right now really the big question is how do we promote uh, proper justice, right? And not violate anyone's constitutional rights and be able to pay for this belligerent herd circus that's going on because it's gonna get turdier and circusier along the way. Right. Oh, you just wait. In about five minutes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen today. It is. So, you know, and the judge said, I, I would see, I would love to see what your data would be. But then, like two days later, the judge ruled and said, okay, we're going to move it to Ada County. So, understand that Ada County is about four hours away from where we live. It's about four hours away from where, uh, you know, more than that, four and a half hours from Fremont County. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he, he went ahead and made that ruling without this additional stuff being provided. So at the time, it kind of looked like, okay, well, I guess, uh, you know, I guess they win that one. And nobody's really arguing, you know, maybe they can't get a fair trial here. You know, we're a very small area and certainly people know all about this case or think they do. And you know, yeah. so no one's really arguing that they don't, but Ada is such a long ways. And anyway, so what happened is that a couple of days ago, the prosecution filed a brief requesting that the judge have another hearing with them so that they can argue sequestering. So the idea there would be that they gather up a jury from another part of the state and bring them here and sequester them for the duration of the trial. That's what they're asking for. Mm -hmm. So, and they have some really compelling reasons why. So basically, uh, they plead their case as to why they feel like the judge should give them an opportunity to argue this and to prevent to present their uh, information. Part of it is because they wanted to argue on this and Pryor had a fit about it because oh, yeah. he uh, said that he wasn't given enough time to prepare for those kinds of arguments. And he probably wasn't. So it's all fine. I mean, this is just... Well, it's a part of the court. It is. Well, and apparently you have to have a change of venue in order to bring a jury in from outside anyway. So this mm -hmm. would have had to happen first. Yeah. So, so we're really just marching along the process. Yeah. yeah. So at any rate, so they're saying, you know, you did say that you wanted to see this stuff. And, you know, we believe that we have should have the right to to argue about it. So. Some of their arguments, I think, are really 
interesting and compelling. So they're saying, uh, A, because of the jurisdiction and criminal behavior in Madison, Madison is sharing the cost of the prosecution. Thus, both Fremont and Madison would be impacted, as well as municipalities within their boundaries, were this to be moved. Mm -hmm. uh, B, a significant number of witnesses for both the state and defendants live in both Fremont and Madison, and therefore travel for trial would pose a hardship to the witnesses and be economically burdensome to them and both counties. Excellent point, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, C, true crime podcasters, Katie and Christy. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> no, we're not in here. We're not, we're not in here. here. We're never in here. It's no. fine. We don't want to be. It's good. It's all good. Uh, C, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a little salty. No one played us in the movie. So, you know, Lifetime right. and in round two, if you could hook that up, that would be great. Please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have some suggestions for who should play me, but, you know, we'll leave it there. Um, and court personnel, including the judge, potentially a court reporter, potentially a court clerk, and any other necessary personnel that live in or near the 7th Judicial District would be required to be housed in ADA for the duration of the trial. Therefore, it would pose a hardship to those personnel, their respective offices, and be economically burdensome to one or both counties. Mm -hmm. D, many necessary witnesses are law enforcement and agency personnel who live and work in Fremont and Madison. Requiring them to travel for an extended trial will necessitate expenses to be paid by Fremont, Madison, and the city of Rexburg. In addition, requiring the witnesses to travel for the duration of this trial will leave their respective employers without a full workforce. I don't know what Rexburg will do without a full police department. We are teeming with crime. <laughs> teaming teaming yes teaming you should see the blotter some of the stuff people call in for you just don't you wouldn't even friggin believe it what if somebody goes outside in their bikini who's going to answer that call right who is going to answer that call <laughs> such a loss of employees can potentially leave uh, their law enforcement agency with manpower shortages, potentially creating a less secure environment in both counties. Okay, we really don't want that. Mm -hmm. As well as extreme expenses. The state intends to call municipal law enforcement officers multiple times throughout the trial. So requiring them to be away from their respective jurisdictions is both costly and an unneeded risk to Madison, Fremont, and the city of Rexburg. Well, I mean, you know, what do they say when the... Uh, cats away the mouse will play mm -hmm. you know maybe we would have an uptick in uh you know people wearing bikinis in public you don't know it's true it, it could totally totally happen this is going to happen in the spring so mm -hmm. what if someone drinks beer in their front yard then what oh my god i cannot imagine it in previous charges oh in previous change of venue cases the courts have found that the sheriff of the original jurisdiction is responsible for the transportation of the defendants and staff to and from the courthouse where the trial is held. It is anticipated that will be the same in this case. Uh, F, jail costs to Fremont would be increased as Fremont would be billed jail costs from the host county for the travel to and from the jail. 
Yeah. Uh, and G, costs for the prosecutor's office, in addition to creating a manpower shortage, would be greatly increased should the trial be outside of Fremont. Courtroom resources in Fremont County are available for the duration of the trial, while Ada County will have to move and continually oh, and continue multiple cases, which will likely result in a backlog of cases for Ada County, which they already have. Right. Potentially impacting place. the work of both Ada and Fremont rather than just Fremont. I think all really compelling points. So then they said in conclusion, therefore, the reasons outlined herein, the state requests this court set a hearing to allow supplemental evidence regarding costs to Fremont and Madison in transferring the case in its entirety compared to transporting in a jury and reconsider this court's decision to allow a jury to be impaneled from another county and transported to Fremont County for this trial. I will say this. I can't fathom how Lori Lou and Chad are going to do in an Ada County jail. <laughs> because for whatever yeah. crimes these idiots have committed, they are both these little milk toast Mormon kids that yeah they're not ready for the real world, bro. And they're not, not really ready been for those housed jails. with yeah Ooh. with real big time criminals. No, yeah, I mean we're talking about <laughs> Pee Wee goes to the big house here, you know. Mm-hmm. I, they... <laughs> I should rewatch that so I can get a really good visual. <laughs> It's really true, though. I mean, these are tiny little jails. Mm-hmm. They're they're kind of kept away from the rest of the population um, for their own and safety. They probably would be there for their own safety, but they yeah, but it's way bigger and oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's a really good point. I mean, if Lori showed up to jail with a black eye, I don't think anybody would you know Feel cry too, too many tears, it. except for Mark Means. But yeah. you know. Just saying, I can't imagine how these two would fare, 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 fare in the uh, Ada County Jail. That's all. I, I agree. I agree. And and it is. It's a it's a huge number of people to transport over there and pay for housing and food and their salaries and everything, mm-hmm. you know, for a significant amount of time versus 12 people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's way more than 12 people. Yeah. You look at those witness lists. We're talking about a huge number of people, mm-hmm. not to mention all the law enforcement. Oh, yep. It, it makes sense to me. It really it does. It does, too. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys can hear my dog uh, yelling yeah. at the door, but um, that's my little Skippy, my little blind guy, who has apparently woken up and decided he wants dinner. So he's out there yelling into uh, the air. Just into <laughs> the void, huh? Might hear him. Yeah. So sorry about that. Oh, I know. I was like, he's actually fine. There are no pigs stomping on him or anything. He's just uh, wants to let anyone know who's, you know, in the house somewhere that he would like to have dinner now. He'll get there (laughs) soon. It's fine. You'll be fine, Skip. Yeah. (laughs) It's good because he sleeps about 23 hours a day. So when he starts this, I actually usually let it go on for just a minute until my nerves can't take it anymore because it's good for him to be up and moving and, you know. Yeah. I mean, not that I won't reassure him that, you know, you're not alone. We're here. We hear you. But, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't hurt him to be active for a few minutes. 
It helps mm -hmm. them get a whole night's sleep, which helps me get a whole night's sleep. So that is good. That is good. Nothing like yeah. um, the Chihuahua old folks home, right? Mm -hmm. Well, he already grinds his teeth all night. We don't need a <laughs> Chihuahua that paces the bed and tries to fall off all night, too. So this is <laughs> these are important things. Yes. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. on well a, there's on more. A, there, oh, there's so much more. This is on a, a completely unrelated note to Katie's update. Mm -hmm. But y'all remember, we did talk about this last week, that there's been a big hullabaloo started by Lori mm -hmm. when apparently uh, she made a phone call to Salt Lake City to the mm -hmm. Curtin McConkie law office to enrich Daniel McConkie, who happens to be one of the attorneys representing the Mormon church. And mm -hmm. she told her, one of her attorneys, Mark Means, that she did this at the behest of her counselor because her counselor thinks she needs better representation and that she should call the Mormon church and see if they will help her, mm -hmm. which is as laughable as you can imagine for someone who is almost certainly been excommunicated and the Mormon church has done their level best to keep themselves out of this case. They want yes. nothing to do with it. So to think that she could call one of their attorneys, you know, and get some help is pretty wackadoodle. Mm -hmm. So apparently she spoke with Daniel McConkie. Daniel McConkie then called Rob Wood Mm -hmm. and said hey this is going on I wasn't you know I don't think he knew who to call mm -hmm. and so prosecutor Wood called Jim Archibald because Jim Archibald mm -hmm. is the lead attorney in Lori's case and said hey this happened so then uh, Mr. Archibald called Mark Means and um, Mark Means ran around and typed like his hair was on fire uh, had a little freak out about this. Which is and, ironic considering he has none, but he has I digress. None, but, I mean, there were so many air quotes in that. I I don't even know what all that even meant. He even so, spelled Archibald's name wrong a few times. He did, yes. And their co-counsel on it. It's so ridiculous. Also, so, Archibald, anyway, I mean, it's pretty phonetic. I, I don't know. It, it's also a pretty common name in Idaho, so not that hard. So Mark then... Oh boy, he files this giant, ridiculous brief with the courts about alleging basically that Rob Wood, the Department of Health and Welfare, and the church, and the Mormon church mm -hmm. have conspired and created this entire thing to get Lori to call up a random attorney who doesn't know her and admit the whole case. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a lot of big problems with this. Number one being that they don't have any actual statement from the counselor. We don't have any clue at all what was actually said or how this came about. And uh, frankly, what I'm seeing is Mark means yet again falling for Lori's bullshit. Mm -hmm. um, because I'd be very curious to hear. I mean, the that state employee, if they did in fact do this, they will likely lose their job and potentially their license because mm -hmm. they've given legal advice in a situation where they never should have. But they know that. And mm -hmm. so I, I, you know, really think that this probably came about a lot different way than what is being said. Mm -hmm. So anyway, all that happened. 
Well, then uh, John Pryor, who is the attorney for Chad Daybell, got a hold of this information. And he clutched his pearls so hard that they just shattered into a million pieces. <laughs> and then he shattered all over the office they floor. Did. They did. Yeah. And um, then he uh, <laughs> he filed a voluminous brief. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about it. I'm not going to read it all to you. It is 22 pages long. It is mm-hmm. redonkulous in some ways. In other ways, I will admit that, and I don't think I've ever said this before, that the general point I agree with him, and that is that this needs this situation needs to be very thoroughly investigated, mm-hmm. and that all parties involved need to be privy to that investigation. There needs to be a hearing over this. They need to be able to talk to everyone involved and find mm-hmm. out what really freaking happened here and how it happened. Mm-hmm. No qualms whatsoever about that. Definitely. However... This has turned into a huge um, finger-pointing argument Mm -hmm. over who's at fault. And yet again, poor Prosecutor Wood is taking the heat because, you know, he stupidly answered the phone at his office. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, that this is prosecutorial misconduct and this is tampering with her case and blah, 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 blah. Except that she's the one that made the phone call. And, mm-hmm. you know, this guy was just looking for, hey, can you uh, maybe let her attorney know this is happening? Because he, I think he didn't know who to call. Also, there's actually no evidence that she spoke to McConkie. Right. We don't know. If McConkie's actually... office only acknowledges that she called their office yeah. and that they told her that they could not give her any legal advice. And that if she had concerns that she should contact the Idaho Bar. Right. Yes. Exactly. That's or, or talk to her lawyer. That that's all they're acknowledging. They're not even acknowledging that she talked to McConkie himself. Right. Right. And so, you know, really what we're seeing here is Mark Means fall hook, line, and sinker for this story. Mm-hmm. And now we're also seeing John Pryor do the same. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I find very interesting through this entire brief is yet again, John Pryor refers to Lori as Lori Vallow which I think is so ridiculous considering that she is literally married to his client whose last name is Daybell. He knows her name is Daybell. But they've requested in court for before for her to please be referred to as Lori Daybell. The level of think, petty here is off the charts. It really is because you'd think that the attorney for her husband could get her name right. Anyway, so... Well, he doesn't want to. This is on no. He, he definitely doesn't. Continually trying to create distance between the two of them. So he, you know, lays out this entire stupid situation, you know, and he's saying that this impacts Mr. Daybell because they are currently co-defendants in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, he implies a lot of things that we don't know if they're true or not. Right. One thing that he said that I find really funny is how a state hospital employee knew that an attorney in private practice in Utah served as legal counsel for the LDS church. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, it's very well known that Curtin and McConkie represent the Mormon church. But that's also, not a secret. Google is free as hell and Google. easy to use. Right. That's what I did. And it but didn't you know take what? much to solve the mystery. 
If you read any article about the Mormon church in the Salt Lake Tribune, which I have many, mm -hmm. uh, their attorney's offices are quoted all the time. Like it's, mm -hmm. it, this is not um, unusual information. He's making it out no. like they must have been researching this. No, I bet they weren't. I bet they just knew because mm -hmm. it is quite common knowledge. Well, Lori may very well have known that. I mean, yes, it, she may have. Likely she knew that herself and that the counselor didn't tell her anything. Yeah. You know, it's likely she knew that herself and that she said, I think I should contact them. And it's also possible that the counselor said, maybe you should. If, if you right. feel like that's what you should do, maybe you should. Mm -hmm. You know, because again, she has autonomy, you know. Well, and she so, does. Yeah. You know, anyway, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. And 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 the problem here is that all we know at this point is what... Lori reported to Mark, who reported it to, well, yeah, who, mm -hmm. you know, there, it's a whole big, like, telephone game mm -hmm. at this point, and we don't actually know. No, what, what we know was said. is that Lori polished up the old golden vagina and shined it on Mark, and he yes. was blinded by the light and went yes. crazy. Exactly, and exactly. That's what we know. He's He's got his feelings hurt, really, mm -hmm. is what this is. Mm -hmm. Because because this all came about after watching the change of venue hearing with the counselor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it could have easily come from, I don't know if my attorney is doing the right thing for me. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't know. Mm -hmm. But implying that this is some kind of conspiracy is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Also, blaming Prosecutor Wood for <laughs> prosecutorial misconduct and all this stuff that he did. Because he just answered the friggin' phone, you know, mm -hmm. like Lori created this entire problem. And I bet that it's really not even a problem at all. Mm -hmm. When it gets in front of a judge, mm -hmm. I think that a lot of these, the allegations are going to just be like, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the reality is that, yes, we need to figure out how this happened and what did happen because you know we don't want anybody's rights violated no we don't want anybody's constitutional rights violated you know we don't want any of these things to happen mm -hmm. but i think we need to lay the uh responsibility for what's happened uh at the feet of the person who started this whole thing and that's lori mm -hmm. yeah because she started it well it okay. also begs the question does lori's attorney think she's incompetent Right. Because if she's incompetent, why would he believe any of this and, right. and throw his whole legal career on the floor for it? Exactly. Why? There's a big question there. Like what, you know, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Um, there's also a big argument in here that the hearing to discuss this should not be sealed. Mm -hmm. And that that's just the, um, the, the prosecutor keeping it out of the, you know, keep, keeping the public blind about this. Mm -hmm. But then you also have the problem that someone leaked this whole situation to court TV. <coughs> Mark means, mm -hmm. I mean, come on, Mark has been leaking things out into the press all along in this yeah. case. Yeah. And so prior is super mad about that, but then also mm -hmm. wants the hearing to be public. Like you can't have it both ways. Right. Either you want things to be public or you don't. Right. And the, the prosecutor's, involved in the case did put out a public statement basically mm -hmm. saying uh 
you know, we're going to be dealing with this behind closed doors because this mm -hmm. affects people's, you know, her HIPAA rights. And, you know, we don't want to, um, you know, be messing with anybody's legal rights. And Pryor is attacking them for that. Let me, let me tell you what he wants. This will just sort of help put this into perspective. <laughs> He wants notes in their original form taken by Rob Wood during or after his conversation with Mr. Daniel McConkie. Any recordings made of any phone calls or conversations relating to this matter. A list containing the date, time, and subject matter of any and all phone calls, video calls, or in-person conversations, which included any member of the prosecution team and any person employed or contracting with the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare included but not limited to NS, which is apparently the uh, initials of the clinician that Lori sees, a list of all parties to each, and the length of each caller conversation. <laughs> a list containing the date, time, and su subject matter of any and all phone calls, video calls, or in-person conversations, which included any member of the prosecution and Mr. McConkie, a list of all parties to each and the length of each caller conversation, a copy of each phone record of the prosecution showing the time and date of each call. I mean, one of the things that I really think is we're going to find out is that this is getting blown up into way bigger than it is and that these were very brief phone conversations. You know, he's at making it out like Lori laid out his, her entire case in front of McConkie, and I really mm -hmm. doubt it. I don't think McConkie would have allowed it. No, I. that's the thing. You go go check out Curtin, uh, Curtin McConkie. Go look at their website. Yeah, they're a look very professional. Their accolades and their professionalism. They're not going to let something stupid go down and them get roped no. into it. They're not. No. And of course they know who Lori Vallow is. I mean, let's just get real. They know who she is. Of course Everybody they do. knows who she is. Well, they know, know who she is for lots of reasons. Of you course. bet they do. It's just laughable to me to think that the Mormon church, who has actually nothing to do with this, no, but it's Kirtland, getting sucked Kirtland in McConkie, that somehow they've done something too. <laughs> right. But they personally have nothing to do with this. Curtin McConkie represents them, but they don't, they aren't them. You right. know, it's silly to think. But anyway, to think that the Mormon church, the whole Department of Health and Welfare and the prosecutor's office cooked up this nefarious scheme. And Mark Means used the term nefarious in his uh, wording. Is hilarious. Because yeah. why? The prosecutor has evidence for years on this case. Right. And we know that because the Chandler Police Department has released a whole lot of it. Yeah. They have got so much evidence to back up what they believe happened to the kids and what happened to right. Tammy. They don't need to team up and do something that could potentially ruin their case. There's right. no need for it. There why isn't. would they do that? They don't have to. Not only no. that, they wouldn't. But why would they? Yeah, there's there's no reason to at all. It's ridiculous. But again, they're not it's afraid this... of Mark Means or John Pryor. No, in any way. No, not at all. But it's you know, it just always goes back to the same song that they sing every time, which is we're getting picked on. Mm -hmm. So they basically want all communication between everyone until the end of time. Mm -hmm. Blah 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 blah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then, not limit, not limited, but or not including, but also include, including, but not limited to. Wow, that was hard. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, 
what they all ate for lunch on any day that they could have contacted each other in any capacity, including a portal, as well as what they all got for Christmas <laughs> when they turned four. They yes, want it exactly. all. It's everything. They want, he wants a list of the trainings attended by all members of the prosecution team on this case within the past five years. I'm like, five years? This case didn't, uh, anyway, it's not nearly that old. Mm -hmm. um, they want to know the policies regarding the prosecution's communication. He's implying that the prosecutor is talking to the Department of Health and Welfare behind everyone's back about mm -hmm. Lori's status. Yeah. Um, Idaho Department of Health and Welfare policies and procedures regarding the assignment of homework or tasks to incompetent defendants, because this is what Lori told Mark, is that this was an assignment to make mm -hmm. this phone call and that she really didn't want to do it. They forced her to. She had to. Yeah. She had Lori. To. Poor picked on Lori. Yeah. I mean, whatever. So, you know, they want all of this stuff. They want this huge hearing. They want a special prosecutor appointed because Mr. Wood has made himself a, a witness, don't you know? I mean, how many times are they going to say that in this case? Like, for real. And I just, I mean, what the hell? Yeah. So I wanted to get to, first of all, this is the response. So the this huge brief was filed by Mark Means um, on October 27th. And so the prosecutor would prosecutors Wood and Blake came out with this public statement because all of this has been leaked. Okay. The whole brief was leaked, mm. even though the stuff is supposed to be sealed. It wasn't. And who do you think leaked it? <clears throat> Mark means we all know. He did. Like, come Which on. is a violation of his client's HIPAA rights. Right. He puts it puts the is. court and in a really hard position because either this is out to the public and Lori's rights have been violated or yeah. it's not out to the public and Lori's rights have been violated. There's right. such a, a line here where he would have pounced on either one. Exactly. Exactly. And we know that Court TV has already gotten a hold of information from means in the past. And mm -hmm. that's who broke this. But here's the statement that prosecutors Wood and Blake put out on October 28th. And this just came out in local news here. And it said, the state will continue to focus on pursuing justice on behalf of the victims. We will address the unfounded claims by one of Ms. Daybell's defense attorneys in a court of law, not in the media. Filings of this nature are traditionally sealed and handled in confidential proceedings. Litigating such matters publicly can compromise both parties' right to fair trial and compromise various individuals' right to privacy. The mental health issues and investigations are not suited for the court of public opinion. So because they responded in the public eye, me uh, prior is all over their ass that they're, you know, tainting whatever, even though they're responding to the giant brief that means put out mm -hmm. publicly, yeah. publicly, you know, like you, you cannot have it both ways. So I'm not going to get into all. It's just so friggin' long. I'll just read this last little bit. In conclusion, this is what he wants. Discovery of all written and recorded materials, blah, 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 between everyone. An evidentiary hearing on this matter in front of an impartial tribunal, tribunal, in which Mr. Daybell is permitted to call and cross-examine witnesses to this matter. The 
appointment of an unaffiliated special prosecutor to litigate this matter. Oh, earlier he said that that prosecutor must not live in Fremont or Madison County and also cannot be a member of the Mormon church. Ooh, ouch. Discrimination, anybody? Yeah, no kidding. Because he wants to make this the fault of the Mormon church. And they're back here like, dude, we have been, we we did nothing. <laughs> we did nothing. And they didn't. They didn't do anything. You know. Um, yeah, it's just. In this insane. instance, this is not their fault. Right. Yeah. It, it isn't in any way. But yeah, he he literally said that, that they must not live in Madison or Fremont County and they cannot be a member of the LDS church. Well, good friggin' luck around here, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, sequestration of witnesses, which just means that they're not allowed to speak to each other. These are not people that generally are speaking to each other anyway, except that Lori started this whole stupid yes, thing. Yes, they are because they're conspiring. Right. They're conspiring. That's how this all. Yeah. An order preventing somewhere. Yeah. An order preventing further public statements from the prosecution concerning this matter in light of their status as witnesses. Uh, It's okay, however, for the defense attorneys to keep filing this stuff publicly, apparently. That this court deny any request by the state to seal documents or hearings related to this matter unless secrecy is specifically requested by defense counsel in order to preserve the defendant's defendant's Sixth Amendment and due process rights, which they have both already said they will waive sealing this hearing. Mm -hmm. But they don't want the prosecutor's office to talk about it. So that's what they're looking for. Um, Of course, there's going to be a hearing coming up. There will be lots of fireworks. And we'll um, likely not see any of them. But yeah, likely we won't try. Yeah, I mean, we will try, but the 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 reality is is that this all begins with a conversation between Lori Daybell and her counselor. Yeah. Oh, protected information, guys. Protected information. So mm-hmm. we shall see what happens. Um, I don't disagree with Pryor and that this needs to be fully investigated and make sure that the counselor did not do what Lori says they did, and you know, get clear on what happened. But all of the accusations are ridiculous and completely unfounded. He has zero proof that anyone did anything inappropriate at all. Mm-hmm. They're all just responding to the fact that Lori started this stupid thing in the first place. Yep. So that's what's happening. We will keep a close eye on it. Eventually, we'll probably know something, but we probably will not be privy to the hearing. Although, seriously, you guys... I would start a GoFundMe to come up with the money to be in this hearing. I am not kidding you. It would be worth everything to get to watch this. Because well, this is going to be a bloody fight. Might I make a suggestion? Yeah. Maybe you can call Curtin and McConkey and get some guidance on that. <laughs> Maybe I can. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> If Pryor doesn't literally pop blood vessels in his forehead, I will be stunned. Yes. And, you know, yet again, um, I'd really love to see what Jim Archibald thinks about all this. Because, you know, this all came to him first. He didn't file anything or freak out. No. because Again, it's Pryor and Means and the belligerent turd circus all mm-hmm. over again. Mm-hmm. Because I'm quite sure that Jim Archibald recognizes that this is nothing. Yeah. This is a manipulative person that started mm-hmm. a bunch of crap 
that just needs to be ignored. Mm-hmm. But these guys, they can't let it go. Nope. So that's where we are. Blinded right by now. the light, boy. Boy, aren't they, though? Mm-hmm. So we will keep an eye and, of course, give updates as we uh, see them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't even know what to say after all that. <laughs> Gosh. I do. J.J., Tylee, and Tammy were murdered, and they deserve justice. They do. And that's what this is all really about. And regardless of what kind of BS is pulled in court over these things, this is about the murders, the planned, intentional murders of a woman and two children. And no matter what kind of crap gets pulled here, there's a huge amount of evidence against these two people who've been charged. Yep. And what we want to see is some justice for their families mm-hmm. because that's really all they've got left. Yep. It is true. All right. Well, you guys, this is our Tuesday case. We will be back on Wednesday with our MMIW and our Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Mountain with our case updates which there are many coming i mean it seems like this has been a lot but there's even more coming yes and we will pass that all along to you we'll be here on thursday at 7 p.m mountain for the psychic hour as well so stay tuned keep an eye out there's lots of great stuff coming and you know it we are true crime paranormal with the psychic sisters take care 